Hello and welcome to Caged In Presents Copla Connections, as ever brought to you by the Breadcrumbs Collective and hosted by me, Petros Patsilavus. Since the finale of Succession last week, there's probably been a void in your life. Maybe you find it you're sat in a car with a significant other with a limp handhold. Maybe you're sipping martinis in a bar or even staring at a body of water thinking about jumping in. Well, don't worry, slime puppies. Me and my pal, my best pal, have got you covered. Ladies and gentlemen, the Greg to my Tom, the L to my OG, the animal abuse to my Mondale, Will Chich, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, Petros. How are we? I'm good. I'm good. I'm pre- I'm prepared. We've got we've got some we've got a lot a lot to discuss tonight. Will we've got a lot lot to get through. Um, yeah, I thought the best thing to do though would be to tell the listeners what we're doing up front. So we're gonna we're gonna be passing through the things we find uh, a links between Succession and the Godfather because. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're like me, but I found myself, I don't know, seeing things and going, oh, yeah, that, that's got a whiff of The Godfather about it. And then my mind kind of works in, how can we gamify this? So we're going to talk about those elements. And then at the end, we're going to go through the members, the kind of key casts from both of them, key characters, and maybe bend some noses out of shape maybe 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 the the masses will agree with us maybe nobody will fucking listen because they're kind of successioned out with all of the podcast content that is out there but we will be yeah we will be putting a definitive um list together me and will of who is who from each franchise and as kendall roy said in the finale cunt is as cunt does so if you're if you're offended by it fuck off with the immortal words of logan roy uh but before we get into all of it will when did you start watching succession well i started when it first aired, but because i think we had it slightly later than the u.s but i had heard great things i knew obviously brian Cox was in it and no it was the first thing that jesse armstrong had done or major thing in the u.s because I'm a big fan of Peep Show and Fresh Meat, and I know he was a writer on The Thick of It, uh, Four Lions, which is an absolute belter, and he was one of the writers on that. Uh-huh. So, yeah, Jesse Armstrong was the draw, and uh, intrigued by the fact that he was doing this big American thing, considering he's so British in most of his stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a yeah, it was a big plan. So I started watching it from the moment it was... Um, Aid in the UK. So you're a proper hipster to it. You were there like, I was there, I was there man. I was there when they were yeah. in the practice room. I was there at the first gig. It was, yeah. it was <laughs> day one. But I watched the second series twice because I was watching it and then realised that my love, Kylie, was like, we'll watch it together. Because it, the momentum started picking up how it was going to be a, it was going to be a banger. And people were talking about it. So then, we started watching it together. So, yeah, from about series, I think the second series, the third series, we're watching it week by week, but I blitzed through it, yeah. and Kylie blitzed through the first series. Yeah, so I came to it fairly late. I, I came to it after season two had ended, kind of in the lead-up to season three. 
kind of just like and i do like i I do like I, I think with these final two seasons it's more and more with kind of the shows i've been watching recently yellow jackets and ted lasso i'm really enjoying the week to week release schedule again because it, it it adds for adds for discussion right yeah i i agree like it's great to binge stuff and there is such bingeable programs and but there is something about the old school week to week watching a show because you don't you don't get with the streaming and the binge watching when you get it all on i play or those water cooler moments yeah, yeah, because it just doesn't happen anymore. So it's things like Succession. I had to spend two days literally off social media after the finale because every week I've watched it. If I can, I've got up in the morning and watched it or watched it as soon as I got in from work with Kylie. But last weekend, I was in a field at a festival <laughs> with the kids. So I was living and trying not, desperately trying not to find out what happened. I'm Managed it. No, I didn't have any spoilers. But yeah, that that those moments of where you all watch at the same time, it doesn't, it doesn't, especially with American shows and things now and imports, it just doesn't happen because they go straight on to streaming and where you can watch them all in one day if you've got the time. Yeah. Well, the, I, 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 mean, I think the thing is, yeah, when you say about those water cooler moments, it's what is kind of great, like as opposed to streaming, because we've like, Say like Stranger Things, for instance. You're kind of like, oh, what episode are you on? And someone will be like, oh, I'm on episode two. And you're like, oh, I've seen the whole thing. And then like, because you've watched yeah. it in this kind of quick succession of just episodes, bang, bang, bang. You kind of forget like the, the details of what happened in what particular. So you end up like either just not talking about it at all, because that they might be like, mm. do you know what I mean? Eking it out over, they might have a bit more restraint than than say i do or, or whatever or different people have their different yeah restraints of 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 how they ingest like bingeable like works but what is great with yeah this week to week and what i found with succession is we would be messaging every monday right being like you seen it yeah and then just kind of even if it's just cut a couple of like boom 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 messages back and forth it's exciting to have that and i've had that with a few people yeah yeah it, it, it almost when you, as you said, when you, you're binging it, you're not taking in the details and things. And it kind of lessens the impact of those big moments because you have a, a big moment in a show and then you've got a week to talk about it and a week to discuss it. And then the build-up, like, right. Like, appointment TV is really missed. Like, we don't get it as much as we used to. Where I remember... I can't think of the last really big thing on just terrestrial TV. Probably Broadchurch. Uh-huh. You know, that appointment TV where everyone was talking about or it. Or Line of Duty, like, I don't right? Think it was, like, yeah, Line of Duty. It, 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 everyone was sat down, ready to watch it, and then social media would be ablaze. But like you say, your mates may have had a week off and blitzed through three seasons of, I don't know, Stranger Things, Barry, whatever, and it's it kind of lessens that excitement. That's what was rare with this, the succession finale because not no one had seen it. I don't think they even showed it to don't think anyone screeners anything. It was midnight over here, wasn't it? The BFI showed it, I think. Yeah, they showed it at but two yeah, a.m. So uh, 
Oh, there you go. So every, everyone was watching at the same time. Yeah, which it's is great. exciting, right? It's like that yeah. that element of, and I think with this, with the final season of Succession as well, they didn't they didn't give screeners for episode three as well, which is obviously un, understandable, right? Yeah. You can't have that secret of 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 Logan's death kind of out in the world. Well, I was listening today as well with the Logan that episode that he was there. So obviously the, the people realized there was a funeral, but Brian Cox was on set and he was in the yeah. He was in the church and stuff just so there was no even whiff of whose funeral it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, that's See, that's interesting, right? That they yeah, they had to go through all yeah. these diversion tactics to be like, Well, they're yeah, in a yeah. church, like, yeah, it's a funeral. Could be anyone's, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Honestly and that's another thing, like the avoiding of things like that now is impossible. Like 10, 15 years ago, you could have, there were no smartphones, no one. So you could have got away with it. Because I remember, um, this was going back a long time ago, but they, cause they filmed Doctor Who in Cardiff. I don't, I don't really watch Doctor Who, but there was the same kind of thing. They had certain things set up to put people, because it was Whovians everywhere. Yes. Satan, but you know, do you think? I think this is an important question. Do you think it's important to have the like to to have not known that Logan dies? Because it feels like this this show is kind of it's in the framework of it anyway, right? The show is called Succession, and kind of the characters we've got to know. The only way he's going to have a successor really is is through his demise, right? We get it in, like, yeah, yeah, early in season one when he kind of comes back after his stroke and, like, I think Kendall's pushing him on, like, how, 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 like when do you think you're going to step down? He's like, five, ten years? And, like, like Kendall's not happy about it. <laughs> I've... Yeah, I think it was inevitable. Oh. That's where it was going. That That's where it was going. But I still think... It was important not to know when or mm-hmm. get a whiff of how. Yes. Because it how we went as well is quite because it's unexpected. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no there was no build up, there was no whereas if we had had a series building up, if he'd had some like the illness now you'd be but it was just done. And you're like, Oh, oh shit. It's yeah. this episode. Okay. So I think if for the yeah, the way the story was panning out, I think it was important we didn't know. Because mm-hmm. it could have quite easily spread it out and you could have just him die and a, a feature-length special of the succession. Do you know what I mean? That, was, that could have been it. But, yeah. Yeah. Because it was a shock. Were Although, you, you, like you say, it, it was inevitable. You knew it was coming. It was still a shock to how it happened and when. Well, I think it's that thing that like brings even more parallels to what we're talking about, right? To to the Godfather is obviously like that story, and like what's I think I think I think for the for the sake of this conversation, the kind of the big touch points we're kind of going to be talking about, especially with the Godfather, is one and two, because that that's what that's what it feels like. Jesse Armstrong and his writers, if they are like even if it's like subconsciously 
it's it's what they're drawing upon is those first two. There's maybe Flex of three in there, but especially the the dynamics and the story that one and two is telling of that thing of successing uh, a king of an empire and then kind of what that what that succession and what that power does to the human soul, right? That we kind of see with these that, the, with, with with these characters in succession. Um, yeah, I think I think I think that's that's an important point to make, and I, I can't remember what my original point was was going to be. <laughs> well, no, yeah, like we were saying about um, the comparison of his the death. It doesn't come particularly. Obviously, it's in season four, but with a comparison to the death in Goffer, it's early in that season. So, like, it doesn't. It, it, it was quite a shock. Like we said, although you know, you Brian Cox is no longer in succession, and it's a big gap. Like, oh, in the same the same way, like when where the got when Barlow Brando's when he dies, when people dies, it's still quite early in the, the story. Yes. Yeah, There's yeah, still yeah. a lot of story to go, which is the same as Succession. It's surprising in the last series. There's still a lot of meat on the story that is left after your main your main man's gone. Well, yeah, and, and I think they kind of have that um, similarity right in the fact that they've both got this very big actor who's who's playing that patriarchal figure, right? Like you've got Marlon Brando on one hand, and you've got Brian Cox, who are like, for in their generations of actors, people are saying like, they're the best to have ever done it, right? Yeah. Like, like, I, I can't see how there wasn't a, I mean, let's be honest, any, any story of family now, any film with family where there's a, a patriarch, is always going to be, there must be some influence there, whether you say whether it's subconscious or not, because it's the the go to, the Godfather. So like, and it there is clear similarities. Like you say, they are big actors. It's a big performance. Like Brian Cox's performance is big. Uh huh. Oh fuck off! It so that there has to be comparisons made. And there's no way that there wasn't a little bit of an influence there whether they like say subconsciously or not well just just the fact that like both stories are, are about succession right especially like godfather yeah. one and like this whole entire series and that they kind of both play in this operatic register if you kind of think about the the godfather theme do you know what I mean you put some 808 drum beats underneath the godfather theme <laughs> You could have a version. You could, do you know what I mean? You just kind of, and, and I'm not sure if you've seen like the fan edit where somebody's made like the succession opening, but with footage from The Godfather. They have not, but I, I need to. <laughs> but yeah, even if I was like with The Godfather, um, Peter and um, Logan, even to the point where a lot happens in boardrooms and Vito's office with around the chair and so there's there's clearly influences there. Yeah, there's the blurring between family and business. Yeah. Right? It's a family business in both 
in both cases. Mm. There's that there's that idea that they're an old media family and they're kind of at a time of change. And when when you look at the Godfather, they're kind of a mafioso family at a time of change. So Lotso comes to them with this idea of, oh, we're gonna start like gonna start pushing drugs, like we need to be on top of the drug thing. And then like they're kind of pulling away pulling away from it. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like in succession it's like Logan kind of wants to oh, we're, we're, we're grit and sawmill, we're the sawdust, we're 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 we we are kind of doing this. And we see it in in season four, right? When he gets up on those on those boxes and he's ready to turn ATN like back at Germany. You know I mean? He's like, in here we're pirates. Like we we gang of pirates kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And like yeah, exactly that. And again, the the chair. I mean those those bits of um Vito in in his room sat in a dark it's even there's elements of the way it's even shot. But he sat there and they're talking to him and these boardroom discussions are the same as his office discussions are the same as the office of the back room of the Godfather and things. Is yeah, he 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 veto, isn't he? Just in business rather than so where he's corporate corporate business rather than crime. Well, I think there's there's an element of crime to his business as well. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's just on that kind of yeah. uber rich level where they can get away with it. Um mm. when watching the show, did you kind of pick up on any similarities if if you did at all? Was there kind of like was there a moment where you went, Oh, this has got a an air of the Godfather to it? So like like I like I just said, the to be honest, like when I'm watching it, it was basically Vito Logan. It's only when we, when you floated this idea to me, that you can, when you start going, thinking about it, you think, oh yeah, of course, there's more because of, as you say, family dynamics, the power struggles within the family, that kind of. It, it, the more you think about it, the more there is. Initially, I would, I did watch it and think, oh, he's very Godfather-like, but just. Logan's stance and where Logan was, but like as you say, when you actually think about it, there's clear comparisons. Well, yeah, well, even I think it's in that first season. Is it the end of the first episode where Logan gets rushed to the hospital? It's first or second, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. Immediately when that happened, I was like, "Oh fuck!" They're basically, I was like, "They're doing a modern take on the Godfather." I wasn't Ew. mad at it, and like this, this may seem like awfully reductive to people listening we're not just saying that succession is a remake of the godfather not at all it's its own beast at all but i feel like the godfather is a, like it's it's, it's 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 in the dna of this should we say yeah and i think yeah it's not like we're not this this isn't a bunch of succession because succession is phenomenal yes but I think it was it's difficult now to make any kind of saga or anything any kind of saga that involves power dynamics within families or business where there is a patriarch that comparisons are not going to be made or similarities be found to the Godfather because it is the you know it is the Godfather is the the benchmark which of that kind of 
thematically and stuff that people are definitely going to go, well, there's a, there's a patriarch and he's, he's got siblings or there's rivalry. And a, you know, it's a bit like the golf club. Yeah, Because yeah, it's impossible yeah. not to. Yeah, there's this whole thing of who, like, the fact that early on he's kind of... Um, his health is put into jeopardy and like his kind of standing in the company could be could be gone and there could be somebody to take over it's just like the godfather right as soon as Vito is in the hospital they kind of have that like war room discussion of like what are we going to do and you have you have them all in succession lingering around logan in the hospital and they're having these kind of arguments and discussions about like what is going to happen if he does die or like if he, if he comes back and he's not himself like someone's going to have to take over yeah exactly so season one especially i think is because of that the, the hospital thing and that i mean it's it's all the way through but i think it's been a while since i've seen season one i'll probably end up re-watching it because that's what i do but i think season one especially with that situation is most like the godfather because you say the hospital and the initial the initial discussions of literally who's going to be successor and then the um always michael then um Kendall and his reluctant and he's reluctant to be he he clearly i think not like Rosal, but he clearly wants it, but he's reluctant to be part of. And that that goes through the seasons as well. That he is yeah, reluctant to be involved when he knows the stuff that goes on later down the line in yeah. seasons. Well, I, I think in but se- there is in season one we don't know how much of just a gang of idiots the kids are either. Do we? Like, yeah. like that's the thing. We're, no. oh, maybe they are capable of of succeeding and yeah, taking on the mantle of the head of Waystar Royco. And it's not like kind of until you're like at the end of season one, you realise, oh, these guys are fucking dopes. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not serious yeah, the, people. The big, yeah, the big end of season. It is the end of season one. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, the end of season one with the. The incident with Kendall, which basically forms his character for quite a while, well, most of season two, is and the the things that go on around that is exactly that. You realise, oh yeah, they are fuck ups on a grand scale, each and every one of them in their own different ways. <laughs> so let's kind of go into some some similarities throughout the two, just kind of whether it's story arcs small moments that remind you of stuff from the godfather or just going out on some some real reaches and just kind of just pulling stuff out of our asses and be like yeah that's got a that's got a slight whiff of it what do you want to do you want to head us off with the first one well yeah like i said if we're going i don't think it's much of a reach but like i said the the boardrooms and those discussions with logan and in um Beatles in the in the first in the Godfather the beginning of the Godfather when they're back and forth to his in his office and they're talking and there's still discussions. It's it's much like the boardroom discussion. The boardroom discussions. There's those power struggles, those strategy meetings. That it's all. It's very similar. It's just 
well, different time, different and, place. But and, it, and people it is sometimes have to go into Logan's office, whether it's his his actual office in Wastelaruka or like the office in his home, to kind of ask him for yeah. a favor. We get like moments with Greg, right, where he has to go in and have these discussions with with Logan yeah. in his office in his house. And it's a clear thing made about um, the chair. Logan's chair, just sat in his chair. Mm. And it is at the moment of season four when Kendall sits in the chair. That it's not a reach to say that's not dissimilar to those shots of Brando in his chair at the beginning of The Godfather where they're all gathered around talking to him. And there's a, I can't remember the episode, but I think it's in season four. It must be the second episode of season four where they're all discussing in the back room and it's when they find the piece of paper that's got the name on it. Has it got a name on it crossed out? That's all in a, in a darkly lit back room where everyone sat around Logan and Logan's doing his thing, which, again, it's not a reach to see that that's similar to those Godfather moments with... Yeah. The siblings and the the children with uh, Vito. That, 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 that's definitely one. I think I think one that is kind of we definitely can't ignore is the final moments of season three, right? With uh, Logan kind of taking Tom by the hand and Shiv looking on through the door in even the way that shot is framed right it's it's the end i think i think the kind of internet erupted at that point going oh they're basically that's like the last shot from the godfather he's literally through a door yeah so yeah i mean how can how can you how can it not be an influence you know because i mean it's a pretty famous shot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and to to mimic it in that, with the way that it's thematically working, it's clearly a, a nod, an homage. Yeah, like he's getting his hand, like he's getting his hand shook, being like, "Yeah, you, 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 you've done the deal," and it's like that. That kind of sets up the stake for where Tom is in in season four. There's that. Um, I, I, I maybe because it's fresh in my mind. I did find quite a bit in. In season four, is there anything you found in season four? Um, I suppose one that there's a few, but it it happens in season four, but it happens throughout discussions over dinner. Mm-hmm. It's not that's it, it. I don't think it's a reach because that, there's quite a lot of those, again, those moments where the family are discussing and you can see the power dynamics and the, the different roles people are playing in the family when they're sat, eating, having dinner, having these meals, these family meals. And that happens in The Godfather. It happens quite a few times in succession. Uh, there's in season four when the siblings all sit around having food and there's, you know, the big thing on the boat. I think is it season two or three on the boat. Two, two, yeah. That's a a, a discuss a family meeting of such yeah. with where they're discussing, and no, they're strategizing and yeah, making and decisions over dinner. 
there's that episode with the pierces as well right where there's that massive kind of dinner table sequence mm-hmm. as well yeah and you saying about uh kind of dinner like dinner table sequences i got in that finale of succession that kind of video we see of logan having that meal really reminded me there's that 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 flashback we get at the end i think of the godfather part two where you have all of the family coming to like sit at the table of course waiting for veto to come and it was immediately like oh yeah this is like this is like a kind of this is like a modern way of doing a flashback right oh we've got this video of this virtual dinner with logan yeah yeah it didn't. It didn't click until you just said, "Yeah, but of course, it is. A, it's just a clever way of doing a flashback." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's. I think there's yeah. that. This one may be a reach, but I think Kendall assembling like his like team, essentially around um, Logan's funeral. There's like an air of it being like Michael kind of getting everyone assassinated at the end of of uh, part one where it's like he's kind of setting out his store of how he's going to do things from that moment and it's like do you know what i mean he's we've got that moment with uh fisher stevens character in in the graveyard and he's like there's going to be scraps do you know what i mean like on the table but they're going to be worth millions you're going to be like a little yeah, it, dog yeah it's not i mean i, I don't think it's that much of a reach because it's Corporate assassinations, I guess. Yeah. You know, it, it, he's doing the same thing, brilliant. Not in a topic again, not criminal, but they're corporate assassinations rather than actual murders. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I don't think, again, it, yeah, it's there to be seen. I don't think that's a reach to say that there's a, a clear influence. But again, it's a big event. And there's similar things happening. Well, yeah, that was another point I had on my list as well. It's like both of them use kind of key moments and events to stage things. So obviously the Godfather starts with a wedding. We get, what, two weddings throughout the the course of succession. We get get a christening at the end of, uh, see, the end of the Godfather part one. And we kind of get funerals and stuff like that they're all kind of like there's all of this stuff going on right that they're, they're using it's, these big life moments yeah these big life these these key events these life moments the like say the weather's that and that's where a lot of these strategies and discussions are being had from characters similar to the everyone's having their little conversations to themselves with each other the business and, is still going on right yeah, so it, although we're having, again, like Godfather, you're having these celebrations, the family is still doing their thing, and that happens a lot. I guess it's a way to show that, like, when you've got these kind of family businesses, that the business never stops, right? And, like, I guess it's kind of inevitable telling this kind of story that there's, and, and I guess that's the reason why it's in The Godfather as well. Because like, how do you get to have your cake and eat it to show, like, the business and the family? It's like, well, 
you have a big event like a, a wedding, but you also have the business going on at the same time to show that kind of blurring of the lines between the business and the family. Yeah, 100%. And like, yeah, that will, yeah, that does happen a lot in both. I'm just trying to think this. Is it? It is the wedding, isn't it? When they, because whose wedding do we have? We have Con- Connor's wedding, Tom and Shiv in succession. Yep, we have yeah Tom and Shiv's and yeah, and, and Lady Caroline's the big funeral. Yeah, and then the big funeral, but it, it, it never, like you say, the, the 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 business never stops, even in the funeral. The business does not stop, and yeah. Well, yeah, Ken basically. Ken uses the funeral as like a pitch for how he would be a great CEO for the company, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that is a moment where we'll get to it later. But again, you see in these big moments as well the again the, the dynamics of the family and how. When we talk about later, which characters are like who is these bits that you can sometimes see the crossing of they've got elements of Godfather characters because he's in that moment at the funeral is a moment where Kendall is Logan in the shit out of it. Uh huh. But then there's moments where he's absolutely not where you go what the fuck is he doing the rap for instance (laughs) but yeah 100 percent um trying to think some other things i've got here on the list um yeah we've already talked about the head of the family goes into hospital quite early on yeah Um, hospital of death um Yeah, there's the again, we've talked about the fear of the a new way of doing things. We've got Matson somewhat in succession yeah, just... and Salozzo in The Godfather. Just in general, I suppose inevitably the just the fact although it's about business and it's always about mobsters, it is essentially about a fucking really dysfunctional fucked up family. Yeah. Which is key to both of the Godfather and Succession. They are a family where the dynamics, the power struggles, the which goes on in every family, but this is just heightened to a massive degree where your dad's fucking head of the mafia or a massive medium mogul. So that those dynamics are in all families. And that's for both yeah, both the Godfathers have boiled down to is they're just a fucking shambles of a family well, most of the time. And I think one of the key kind of differences throughout both of them <clears throat> is the fact that the Godfather, the children are kind of loyal to the hilt to Don Vito, whereas in succession they almost despise logan even though they are kind of they all vie for his attention and and they want his love i think the godfather you get the thing that don vito actually does love all of them do you know what i mean he, he doesn't really hold them yeah. at arm's length for 
Do you know what I mean? He he will still hug his children, whereas Logan is is vastly different. Yeah, I mean the 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 Roy's are fucked up for different reasons to the Collyons. Like they're fucked up by a lack of attention or this constant like a constant wanting to be approval but also hating him like not just like disliking him there's a hate sometimes of their father which is not a thing in the godfather there is loyalty in that there but you get a feeling sometimes with the roys and the children if if, if they had to fuck over their dad which they do it, it, it's not that much of a problem mm-hmm. they do still have an in an internal conflict with it about doing it, but it, they'd be happy to. Well, there's 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 that element as well that both of them are just families where the children are, are born into this world, right? Where they're like, whether they like it or not, they they can't really. I don't know. And there is this thing as well. It's like, and you get it with Michael, especially in The Godfather, and and you you think it about the the Roy's. It's like. You think to Michael, it's like you could have just walked away from this. You could have never have got involved into this. And a lot of people throughout watching Succession is like, you guys have the money where you could just be happy by just walking away from this business. Not an episode of Succession went by without Kylie saying to me, why doesn't she just buy a nice little house in the country and relax? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, why don't they? But it's because it's in their blood to do this. No matter how much they hate Logan and how much they own, it is kind of you could argue it's in them to do like it's clear in succession that like there's a part of Roman that fucking hates doing it. Mm-hmm. But also a real need to be in the business. There's that right, like the, the finale of succession, that smile Roman gives. It's clearly a bit of, you could read this, just complete relief of fucking, thank fuck, this is done. I'm out of sorts. Because, yeah, he's has this need to do this shit. But also fucking hates doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you almost like at the beginning of season four, you're like, oh, they're doing their own thing. They're gonna be fine. They they're doing what we all wanted them to do. Yeah. And then the moment, like, it's like that. It's, it's that Godfather three thing, right? It's like just when I thought I was out, you pull me back in. It's like you're yeah. there at the screen, going like, no, don't buy Pierce just to try and fuck over your dad. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Just leave it now. It's fine. Start Whatever. the hundred. Like, oh, oh, no, don't do it. You're fine. And then, of course. But yeah, this is it. There's that in the but in their DNA that there's still that drive and it, to what well, to be successor and still have to be doing it, being top of what and that drive it. it in success, especially that drive to just obsessively want to fucking 
screw their dad over, but also in a way get his approval by showing them that yeah, I'm fucking ruthless as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're just they're just they're just gluttons for punishment, aren't they? Oh, absolutely, yeah, unbelievably. Um, any other any other things that kind of stats stand out to you? I don't think, I think the main thing, like I said, is that the, the whole the dynamics of the family, and I mean it's clear there. Um, I think I think we've got it all. I mean, again, as you're just going over, there are the loyalty aspects, the the themes of family, the themes of business, the business, the family. Yeah, I I, I I'm going to rattle off like just a, a few little ones I have. Is you have the final moment of Ken in the entire show of him kind of sat there left with his thoughts kind of what like and essentially alone like kind of what he has done like he has pushed his family away his wife wants nothing to do with him you would imagine his siblings want nothing to do with him he is he is alone and then and you'll see this kind of if you look online people have put together a side by side but the end of michael corleone in godfather part two it's very similar like do you know what i mean he's there's there's a wedge been driven between him and Kay. He he essentially had his brother assassinated. He's put his sister in the middle of it, and he's kind of le- he's kind of just left by himself. And I think that is and, and and I sent I sent you that picture right. And the even I was saying even the color palette kind of has similar yeah. tones of brown it, it, and. When- when you sent it to me, I mean, like I said, I, I spend most of the week avoiding any form of succession on social media. So, I, when did I watch it? Only the day before yesterday, I think. So, the finale. But yeah, when you sent it to me, it's clearly there. And like, even the, thematically, the, the isolation, he's a, it's a lonely boy, you know? Because basically, everything's fact. Through through um, Kendall's what he tries to do and the way he's gone about things and he's basically isolated himself and yeah. Well, and they're both kind of sat there with death on their hands as well, right? Like, well, yeah. With with it's a bit... with 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 Michael, it's like he had uh, Fredo sent out onto the water and then assassinated and uh kendall it's a guy crashed a car and went into the water and died there's like yeah, a little yeah. bit of that as well do you yeah know of course like, yeah and <laughs> nah, nice i didn't didn't even occur to me but yeah and, and another point i have as well and this one's a bit of a little bit of reach but like a key moment early on in both of these stories involves a death with a car so when Michael goes back to Sicily, his kind of uh, teenage bride goes to get in the car and it blows up. And then obviously Kendall, uh, in a foreign country, in uh, Scotland, I believe it is, or England, uh, he, yeah, he, he essentially, uh, was it involuntary manslaughter, I, I guess, he, he commits? Yes, by, so. 
yeah <laughs> but then covers it up i think that's the kind of really dicey point of that <laughs> of that whole situation right yeah i thought it was death in things well i suppose but the veto and um logan's death is pretty similar sentence in uh, There's nothing extraordinary about their death. No. Yeah. Nothing extraordinary about it. It just happens. Like, for someone who's the godfather, yeah, the mafia, you know, head of the mafia, and then this media mogul, we've had this character just be this force of nature, and there's no... He doesn't die in some explosion. He doesn't die in a car crash. We don't even see him die. Just we don't even see Logan die on screen. We're just told about it. We have, I think, we have a sh- a shot, as one shot of him, right? Like his ankle of him on the ground. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it's just which I did hear the Brian Coxes are not happy about. <laughs> so, um, did you hear about this? Yeah, and so I- he's done an interview, and he's he felt let down. He put all this effort in, and he was just. Like, his what his words? It just turned out to be a fucking ear on the ground. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, but it, the same thing is just nothing extraordinary about it. People just die of heart attacks, and that's what they do. Dead, gone. Yeah, and like Don Vito just basically like kills mm. over in like his orange grove, right? And that's it. Like in between the tomatoes, or- with no, and none of his. His children around him, they're off doing their thing. So, yeah, there's a definite similarity there. 100%. One, 100%. And uh, I guess, like, with both of them as well, the last conversation we see between... Am I right in thinking the last moment we see between Michael and Don Corleone is that discussion they have, that amazingly, like, uh, Robert Town-written scene in the garden between the two of them that basically talking about like how he wants him yeah basically hands over the mantle of being the don in that moment and like totally juxtaposed to the last moment we have between the roy siblings and it's like like the the complete opposite of like i wouldn't want any of you to be my successor right like it's like the kind of like i love you but you're not serious people it's like it's like it's that thing of like succession is like the godfather done in this kind of ruthless modern age like the kind of the family now doesn't matter do you mean like (laughs) well yeah i mean even down to like you said it is a modern they're a bit modern tech mafia because they are Essentially, running everything, and they get involved in everything. They're involved. They have politics, especially when we get like... when we get into the politics. Yeah, so like even when the Roy's is running for president, and they've got other politicians in their pockets, and especially like season four, especially and season three, but mate, season four really dives into the politics of it, and it's frightening. But in the same way that the 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 mafia in The Godfather is frightening in the sense of how the influence they have. 
the influence what they can get done if they need to. Same with the Roy's. Doesn't take a lot to get people assassinated corporate, like assassinated business, whereas the Collier's going to get people literally assassinated. But it's definite correlation between, you know, they can, people can disappear off the face of the earth yeah, yeah, or yeah, the yeah. face of business. Well, yeah, you've got someone like Colin. I don't think we've got him in the kind of character uh, ranking thing, but he he's, he, he reminds me of uh, Neary, the guy who, like, Michael takes on at the end of The Godfather, mm-hmm. and he's, like, quite prominent throughout part two, where he's just kind of his, like, fixer. Do you know what I mean? He kind of, like, I think he's the one who closes the door on Kay at the end of, like, one. Oh, yeah. And that he kind of is that Colin, right? He's just like, he doesn't really say much. He's just there. And you know he will be the yeah, person he... to be like, yeah, let me let me take you off to one side kind of thing. Let me have a chat with this person. Well, because he's, he's, um, yeah, because he's heavily involved in the the whole um, Kendall issue. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, he kind sorted of... that, yeah, sorting that out. I'll sort the family. Like, he's, yeah. So yeah, it's definitely he's that character because he knows everything, gets things done, and says fuck all. He, he barely speaks through it. I, I think he has a couple of scenes where he does that sit down with Logan, doesn't he? In the in the diner when Logan goes off, yeah. Which is a really sad scene because it's Logan's like, "You're my best friend, right?" And, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. It kind of just shows you how, like, pathetic his life is. The fact that, mm. like, he's got, he's really not got anyone, right? Like, I don't, well, like, he's got hangers on and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know. But then I think by the end of it, we kind of see that, like, Logan really did have people, like, when we see that meal. And I think that's what's even more to just kind of talk about so what's even more of a kicker for, like, Ken by the end of it is he's, literally that day or like the day yeah that day has seen that video of his dad even in the last few weeks of his life yeah he had that sad moment with colin but the people like jerry frank and carl and even connor like they had fun times together and they were like kind of more of a family than his other sibling that his other children were to him like which makes the kind of yeah kicker of Ken just having literally no one like throughout season yeah. throughout season four we see him literally strip away everyone from his life like his his driver his, yeah. his assistant his his like children and his wife it's just like oh it's dis- yeah it's disgusting <laughs> yeah well apparently um Jeremy is Jeremy Strong isn't it. Who plays Kendall? Yeah, Jeremy Strong um, had to be stopped because he was on method for running and jumping into the water at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a, I think there's yeah, a there's, physically stop him. There's a big thing with Succession for one that they kind of just let the camera go and like let the actors mm. like it's not it's not Kirby enthusiasm levels of like they have a script and they learn the script, but then yeah. they are happy for them to kind of go places and i think like there's a that moment when ken burst tries to burst back into the the room 
like at the board meeting and then frank kind of comes out and says like you haven't got it it's done like that yeah. was a, that was an improv oh really yeah like i know um from i knew they do improv because i i i think that's jesse armstrong i know it's it's jesse armstrong's baby he's all right but i think not so much peep show, but he was definitely involved in the thick of it. And I think there was that. And you could definitely see elements of the thick of it and um succession. There's the propulsiveness of the dialogue and the, the snappiness of it. But also it's quite there are moments where it's quite naturalistic. So I can see well, I think they would be improvising. I think someone a lot smarter than us has said that succession is uh a show populated entirely by colin tuckers from the thick of it yeah essentially yeah like... no, that makes sense because <laughs> there's there's the martin there's tucker lines in thick of it which is you can hear characters from succession saying it's the he jesse armstrong has gone absolute way around a swear yeah like it's magnificent. Yeah, you really can. I mean, go on, look, but the writing is something else. Yes. So, I mean, I would imagine the writing is tight anyway, so I can't imagine there's a massive moment, Prof, but like, like you say, there's, there's... But they probably have people on set. They probably have, like, do you know what I mean, your, your Lucy Prebbles and your Tony Roches on set as well that, like, Oh, feeding lines to them as well, like oh, on mm. this on this take, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like maybe maybe try this. Like, they kind of have that comedy background yeah. of like, oh, maybe cool. Or I think yeah, J. Smith Cameron said as Jerry, she just improvised the the line "slime puppy." It's like, but I think that's yeah. getting these people who are like theater actors as well, which is like. Kind yeah. of, which I think they both share as well, right? It's like, you think Al Pacino, big theatre guy before he did The Godfather. Like, yeah. Kind of getting these, yeah, getting get these heavy hitters. Yeah, and I think both shows have got, uh, both both, both uh, the film and the show, have got a, both, both populated with heavy hitters. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I suppose it's a bit of a reach, but the big name for succession, the big name for Godfather... Marlon Brando, Brian Cox. The around, I mean, Culkin, but it's not. There's nobody in there who's massively well known. Mm-hmm. When you watch season one, like, um, uh, Tom, no, Tom McFadden, um, Matthew McFadden, McFadden. <laughs> Matthew McFadden, like he, we know him from British telly, but I can't imagine he's like a huge. He was, yeah, yeah. a known face. In America, so there's no one in there who's anyone. Like we, they're big now because it's Succession. But like in that first season, is Brian Cox would have been the name in the same way that Marlon Brando is Marlon Brando. So there's that similar, I suppose. And just even like us discussing it, I'm thinking of even more things. I'm kind of like mm. drifting on my back. So we're talking about the casts of both of them. And I'm like. Oh, yeah, we haven't, right. There's not even, like, it just re- reminded me of the whole, like, kind of dual narrative of Godfather Part 2. 
and you think when when um logan's brother um james cromwell's character why is his name escaping me uh ewan yeah when when ewan like tells that story of how they came over like on the boat to america and stuff like that it's exactly the same as don vito do you know what i mean like and i'm pretty sure like he's got like i think he has like an illness and stuff like that, so he gets like the the cross he's, put he's on has, him um, at Ellis Island. Does he not? Yeah, he says that he was ill and he was weak, but he powered. Yeah, now you've said it. It's the, yeah, it's the origin story without the origin story. Yeah, there's, there's that in there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't think of that. But yeah, he literally stands there and tells the story. But all we do is we see it in Godfather Part 2. Right, so Will, let's get down to it. Let's get down to brass tacks and try and figure this out. Who the fuck is who? Let's start with a nice, obvious one. Who Who's who's Don Vito Corleone? He's Logan Roy, you know. I mean, I think that's the easy one. The, the similarities are clear, like we've said. I mean, the patriarch, he's feared, respected. It, they are one and the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's definitely, there's like, I think as we've kind of got, gone through the conversation, we've kind of pointed out the reasons as for why, right? Like even the kind of origin story, a, a little sickly boy yeah. on a boat. Yeah, the the patriarchal thing, the kind of the one who has to die to pass on the mantle. It's it's there. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have. Oh, I don't know. Let let let's get to let's get to Michael last. Let's go with. Let's go with Tom Hagen. Who is the kind of Tom Hagen of of the succession story? Do you, do you think? So I've gone Tom Hagen and Tom. <laughs> well, I, I think, and I think that's something that the, yeah they have in common. Right, is the fact that Tom Hagen is like an adopted child of the Corleone family, and then Tom Wamsgans is a is kind of married into the family. They're both these characters named Tom who are on the periphery yeah, neither, of the family somewhat. Yeah, neither, neither of them are blood. Yes. They're just trusted within the family and both make decisions within the family that have consequences and change certain dynamics. But yeah, they... they like, advisor confidants that are not the, the trusted members of the family they're not led well and they're given they're they're given the responsibility right there's there's moments with with tom where he kind of has those you know like in the godfather when tom has to go out and have a chat with that uh uh like studio exec at like mm. and like kind of saying like uh we're, yeah you're gonna put this guy in the film kind of thing and he's like I tell you what about those giddy waps? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, a dab a dozen. Like, that guy's kind of giving it the big I am. Like, 
yeah, like Tom, Tom gets to, he's a bit more bumbling with it as Tom Hagen is. Like Tom Hagen kind of has like a bit of like he could fuck you up still. Yeah, uh, Tom is comedy and like you say, bumbling and a bit, but not dullard, but it comes across as a bit of a he's a bit pathetic, but he still has that trust within the family and he's still got he, yeah he, he does make decisions he does have as we'll see there is surprising how much influence Wamsgan has what I find like haven't spoke to you about even personally because I kind of I knew we were recording this is what did you think with the finale of Tom being made CEO of Waystar Royco. I don't know how I feel about it. Do you know what I mean? I, Tom is my favourite character in Succession because he's kind of got everything I expect from... It's what I expected from the Jesse Armstrong connection. Uh-huh. Deeply fucked up, really funny. Yeah, so I was kind of glad. I kind of, as much as he's a piece of shit and a fucking pathetic, I kind of wanted him to succeed. So I was kind of happy that, but he is a conniving little shit. I'm a human. I I haven't. I haven't said this online because you just feel like a bit of a cunt for saying it, but like I called the Tom like getting the top job before the finale. And the the thing that gave it away for me I think I think there was a there was a breadcrumb. I know that there was that mad theory online, I'm not sure if you saw it, that it was like something to do with uh, the name is like a, a, a baseball player who, who managed to do like the treble or something like that. But there was something, and it's in the it's it's in the pilot of the show that Logan is uh, annoyed with Kendall for coming to his birthday party when there's like a deal on the table, and then at Logan's funeral, the only person who's working is Tom. It didn't turn up. Oh yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen the theory, but that does match up because that exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, 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 the, the theory about. The, the yeah the 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 baseball thing is is totally detached but my theory was the fact and and even like she yeah, says sense. to him like you would have done this if my dad was alive and it's like and and the fact i think the breadcrumbs are laid there right because tom yeah. is the closest to a logan in the fact that like he comes from relatively nothing like and i think like greg was the easy choice to do that like and i think the show very cleverly did that thing where it's like oh they give us a bit of greg at the beginning to make you think like this is our way into the family do you know what i mean he's like working in an amusement park but then i think if and again uh greg weirdly isn't on our list but i think if if he's anyone from the godfather he's carlo uh connie's husband the like abusive piece of shit who just like fucks yeah, yeah. it up and ends up getting like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, a, like strangled by Neri in the back of Clemenza's car. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 
Because those are my the favourite halves of success. I mean, comedically, the Greg and Tom relationship was weird and really funny. But I always i I know it was you were you were steering that direction that it was going to be somehow Greg. But I still in the back of my mind was thinking. Fucking Greg's got there's something going So I I didn't call Tom, but I wasn't surprised. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if, if someone had said who's a good guy, I wouldn't have said Tom would come up on top, but I wasn't surprised that he did. But then I think it's that thing that that job is a poison chalice as well, right? Is the fact that like and even Tom's actual position there, he's told like you are basically a pain sponge you are a pain sponge you are a puppet. pain sponge yeah <laughs> like, mm. what a what a fucking term like jesse Armstrong. give give them all the fucking emmys for the writing <laughs> oh i mean I, I i think that is the only thing that is going to be in question is who's going to win any for what yeah because I think it's it's pretty much nailed on that it's going to... I mean, I can't see how it can't absolutely yeah. sweep award season next year. Well, there's going to be some category fraud, right, in the the the, the thing of, like... It'll have to be. Some people are going to have to be, like, put up for supporting, even though they're, like, yeah. technically... A, clearly a, 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 Clearly yeah. a lead, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't, I can't see how... Well, this is it. Like going off topic a little bit, but I can't see every single one of them in that show could easily win an award. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all there's a lot of hyperbole about like sometimes this show's like, oh my god, it's the best performance ever. It really is. Every single one of them fucking nails it. Like it's so good. There's no, there's no weak links. Everything is, yeah. I was watching Tom, um, Matthew McFadden on, I think he was on a William Mountain talk show talking about the voice he does because he's very British, isn't he? When he yeah, talks yeah, yeah. normally, and he was saying the characters he speaks to in the show, the the register register of his voice is different. So he says, as soon as he sees Greg, as soon as Greg speaks to him. He says it immediately he goes into that deep hey Greg voice. Yeah. And he says, and Shiv, he higher register because it comes he says that fear Shiv he talks in that oh baby voice. So yeah, they're fucking great in the all of them. This is a chance to talk about um yeah, Tom and Shiv as well. And something that like again it's very it's it's a very loose connection to the godfather but they're seen on the balcony at the tailgate party when they kind of have have it all out i got vibes of the confrontation we get between michael and kay in part two the famous like it was an abortion michael i like i i, I, abort, I aborted the kid and it's it like there was part of me as well it's like are they gonna do that? Like I thought that would be a step too. Like if they if they had done that, they would have been like, "You are doing the Godfather now." Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there would have been an absolute 
if that had happened, then there would be no denying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we in we just via WhatsApp. I think we discussed that. Yeah, and said about how that was going to pan out. That storyline, but yeah, I mean, if that had happened, if they had had that discussion on that balcony, then. Come on, Jesse. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to admit. Yeah, you have to you know? start paying. You have to start paying Mario Puzo some royalties. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go now to Sonny Corleone. Who 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 are we having as? No, no, no. Let let's steer away from the Corleone family for a minute. Let's go to. Um, Tessio, one of one of one of um Don Vito's kind of confidants, one of his one of his men. Yeah, I've gone Carl just because simply because he's one of the the confidants and old school the old and guard, yeah. Yeah. So I went Carl. I think it's 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 it it's interchange like him and it's almost like him and Frank could be either of those, but then you've got to slide Jerry into one of them as well, haven't you? Like, yeah, and I think any three of those, because like you say, they're the old guard, the old school. They're the the ones who, again, are, are loyal to Rogue, Rogan, are loyal to Logan, and yeah, just the old guard. They're just the old school there who've been with Logan since he became Logan Roy. I would give it to Jerry just on the basis that, like, it's Tessio who is the one who portrayed the family at the end of The Godfather. And Jerry is soured on by Logan by the end of his life. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's kind of, He's yeah. ready to have a he basically his last kind of words to to Roman were like Saka, basically. Like she is a rat. Yeah, yeah. And she had like laughed at that video of and like yeah, he 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 just because he thought she was going to kind of jump ship and join the Madsen train. Like and I think just she's got a bit more agency. And I think I I think we can cheat here, and maybe I'm not, if you're happy to go with it, I think we can give Frank and Carl the Clemenza role, right? Because they are the they've got the 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 like advice. Like Frank, you kind of get those moments with Ken when he's like giving him advice and stuff like that, and obviously, like he is Kendall's. Godfather, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, like you said, there are those scenes where, yeah, there's those scenes outside the boardroom and things where they have those. There's those little visit. I can't remember what season it was, but Kendall and one of them has a chat over a dr- like a, a brief chat over a drink where he offers him advice. So yeah, Frank, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a way that they're both they're both that thing of like and you get a lot with Carl as well. They're like the comic relief to the like, do you know what I mean? Like in scenes and stuff like that. Like they kind of come Oh up. yeah, sometimes And Clemenza's like that, right? In The Godfather. Like he kind of yeah, yeah. has these funny but quips. Some 
Yeah, sometimes um, Frank and Carl are basically ball off and start now and they're apparently doing their thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they, they have these moments where they're surveying what's going on and having these little chats. So it is absolute conversation. Again, right, and, but it's so funny. But they may as well be up in the balcony. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like them two with their robes on, like, outside when they're in Norway. Yeah. And they're kind of, like, just talking yeah. about, ooh, like, um, that's really yeah. I think I think Carl in that final season absolutely stole the show for me. That delivery of um, yeah, David Rashi as Carl when 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 he delivers that speech to Tom about the way that like what what everyone uh-huh. thinks of Tom, <laughs> it's like what yeah, what people would say is this, and like basically decimates him. <laughs> Yeah, it's an absolute all timer of a bit of dialogue there. It's and yeah, the delivery makes it, but what a moment. I mean, that entire little bit there when that happens, they all play it superbly. Like the faces watching on and Tom just taking it. That's that's a great moment, that is. Yeah, like Jerry says something about like Oh, um, don't, don't grieve too hard, Tom, with your like eating your taco or something like that. Yeah, he's still got a taco. He's eating a little taco, isn't he? <laughs> so we've done, yeah, we've done um, Tessio and Clemenza. Let's go to Fredo Corleone. This is one. This is one that might have a bit of contentiousness to it. Yeah. So, the struggle with Fredo is there's a couple of characters which have clear elements of a few other characters. So, they they could be interchangeable. I've gone, I've gone the probably the simple rule of in Connor, simply because the similarities in the similarities in the family dynamic but definitely uh, Kendall has his Fredo moments but I've just gone Connor because of the owner he's overlooked in the family he's considered maybe the weaker member of the family yeah but then but then you get moments with Kendall right like I don't think we can like not talk about the fact that there is that moment with Kendall in the finale where he's like, I'm the eldest boy, which is essentially it's, that moment of Fredo, right? Yeah. There's absolutely this is what this and again, this is not to take anything away from succession the right way, but it's difficult not to see that comparison when he does have that. It's so similar in that, yeah, exactly. even thematically similar, but it's the, the delivery is, yeah, even. yeah, yeah. Like, he, he might, well, no... yeah, yeah. I'm your older brother, Mike. I was stepped over, like, he's like yeah, he might as well just be doing that, <laughs> yeah. So, that in that sense, in that moment, Kendall is very afraid, but then, and even, even Shiv's like retort to it, it's like, you're not, and like. 
Michael's retort to Fredo is, mm. that's what dad wanted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like this kind of immediate shutting down of of, of, of the other person as well. There's, there's like this great mirroring between between the two. But I think I think Fredo, Fredo, everyone gets Fredoed at some point, I think, throughout this. Do you know what I mean? Like Shiv constantly getting Fredoed. I think there's a moment between um. there's that moment in the election episode where Kendall calls her bluff and calls calls Jimenez's people to find out mm. if she called them. And he comes in immediately and like calls her out on it. And that's almost like that look he gives might as well be that kiss that Michael gives to Fredo when he's like, I knew it was you, Fredo. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there's that thing like when they realise that she's like basically been like double crossing them with, with Matson. It's like that kind of like Fredo style portrayal. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, there's also there's a lesser extent, but Connor they don't want Logan ever wanted to run for president, so he, it's not a betrayal, but it is not what the family would have wanted him to run as president. So it is a betrayed in the sense that he is doing something that is against the family, the business. Well, he's just... There's another comparison. That, he's just looked over as well, isn't he? He's just not even yeah, in absolutely. the running. He's never in... Not once is he ever in consideration. I think there's a there's a little... He's literally, at one point, laughed off. But I think that is a reason, like... As like so, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I'm gonna go to uh, Tom uh, Brum Jones said on uh, <laughs> Twitter that Con uh, Connor is Connie just in the fact that like she's never like just with obviously the kind of patriarchal society that the nineteen thirties uh, or forties, whatever the yeah the forties when the Godfather is set was never even like considered for the for the job and i think he's got i think he's got something there in the fact that like he's not even in the running do you know what i mean like like yeah, like, like connie absolutely. isn't like there's never even a consideration like i'm sure i don't think of it as early on in one of the seasons that there's that discussion, and like I said, he's literally they laugh and carry on talking. So he's completely like it's not even in question. Never going to happen. And yeah, so I think he's onto something. So are we? Are we putting? Are we putting Connie as as Connor, or are we putting him as Fredo? I think you talk me round to Connie. But then, oh. the, yeah, but then it gets exciting. It's getting exciting as, as we go. Clemenza. Yeah. So, so let, let's kind of keep stock at who we've got so far. Okay. So we've got Frank and Carl as Clemenza, Jerry yep. as Tessio, Logan uh -huh. as Don Vito, and Connor yep. as Connie. 
So we've okay. and, and Tom as Tom, right? <laughs> like Thomas Tom Tom and Tom. So let's let let's, well, we're into the big the big three. Well let let's drill down into to who is the Fredo then? Who is the Fredo of, of the of the three sibs? Well now this is where it gets difficult because I Again, like we said, Kendall has absolute freedom moments. Yeah, you can't get away from the fact that he's arc and the similarities to Michael are also clearly there. So I don't know if I'm saying Kendall is Fredo or not. It's a low level. Yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? Like, I think there's I think there's an argument for Roman just in the fact, like, especially when we kind of get to the end, we get he he's got that like I don't know, like, do you know what I mean? He is kind of he's the one to show emotion. He's kind of quite p- pathetic, like the sh- like, yeah, and like. But I think has to retreat to his mum's house, like, and kind of be looked after. Yeah, I mean, in those, I think it's interesting in season four, especially. Is like if you were doing this before season four, for any reason, I think it would be more clear and more done nailed on who um Roman would be. I wish it's I had done this, this before season four, then we could have been revisiting it now and seeing how it changed. But hi do you know what I mean? You know hindsight's twenty twenty. But yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, at the end of season three, maybe You'd go nailed on. I know Roman is. Possibly similar with Kendall. You would have gone, I know who that is. But I think season four makes it more difficult because you do find those nuances. I think if anyone, it's Roman's season four is where the real nuances of his character come in. Because he is a hothead and he is impulsive and that. But then, like you said, he does show that emotion. This shows how fragile he is in season four. And he does have to, he has that meltdown. Like the funeral scene, he's not this bullish, don't give a fuck, whatever. He clearly is an emotional mess of a human. Yeah. So is he Fredo? God. Well, and I think it's that thing of like, like Fredo is sent to Vegas to kind of like do these dealings, and like in in two, he's, do you know what I mean? He's got all these connections in Cuba and stuff like that, but he just fucks them up, like the way that Roman goes. Roman, yeah, it's, do you know what I mean? He's kind of yeah, given responsibility, four, yeah. and then just fucks it up. Well, like he's he's even from, everyone. even from season one, he's put in charge of that like rocket launch. And it fucking explodes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, I completely forgotten about the rocket launch. I forgot that even happened. Yeah. 
absolute clusterfuck. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. But then, if, you, if you're going to do that, if we're going to, then, oh, yeah, that makes it difficult. It does. It does. It does make it I difficult. I would say it makes it very, very difficult for... So if you're saying, if you're saying just hypothetically, if you're saying now that Roman is Fredo, can't, I can't have, we can't have, there's only going to be one or the other with Sonny and Michael. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, so what we do is, is should we have, with the three siblings of both families, should we have an open discussion about all three together? So, so Fredo, um, Sonny and Michael, Roman, Ken and Ship. Yeah, that's yeah, the okay. We'll have that conversation and then try and mm-hmm. by the end of it, either ripping each other's throats out or kind okay. of <laughs> or, or kind of like hugging. Do you know what I mean? Having having a sib style, doing that huggy thing, as Roman would say. Yeah, and 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 in a good place. Do you know what I mean? We're in the Bahamas. We're we're okay. we're, we're making a, a a meal fit for a king in a blender. So let's hope we get in to the that blender. Point. <laughs> okay. So what? Yeah. What's your reservation? So yeah. So in the hypothetical world that we put Roman as Fredo, that leaves us with Shiv and Ken as either Sonny or uh, Michael. And what what don't you like about those two choices? <laughs> you so Sonny and Roman. It's the hot-headed, impulsive nature of it. I don't think Kendall fits the Sunny role just simply because he's 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 more reserved, more he is more reserved, and he is he's not bullish. He's not he doesn't go for it. Is he though? And also, is he, like, is, 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 is he not he, though? Like, because he does. He he's does. impulsive and stupid, stupid. But I don't think he's so got funny. that. It just comes out in different ways, right? Yeah, but does it? I mean, if anything, and see, Sonny, Kendall, Sonny, I don't Sonny, think Sonny he's feels got... like the obvious choice, right? For for the successor of Don Vito. And let, let let me pose this to you. Yeah. Shiv is somebody at the beginning of it has nothing to do with the family business. Do you know what I mean? She's working in politics. Michael, he's an army man, is going to go into politics. Even, <laughs> even, even, okay. he, he, even Don Vito says to him, like, I didn't want this world for you. I wanted you to be a senator. Okay. If you're, if you, okay. If we're gonna go with it, well, if you're saying who ends up closest Sonny, to power, Michael is Sunny. I'm sorry, Kendall 
is Sonny. Then that leaves Shiv as Michael. I'm more on board with Kendall being Sonny than I am on board with Sonny being in, ending up being Shiv. But I'm not sure I'm happy with either. You think you have, you have, you do raise a valid point though that there is real core, which I wouldn't have put them just because of the. I always think of Roman as Sunny, or I have been thinking of Roman as Sunny just because of that volatile yes. air of, oh my God, he's going to fuck something up. He's got an edge where he's going to just stomp someone or do something terrible. But, as you say, in his own way, Kendall is just as volatile, just as impulsive, but not violently so. He's just a liability. So... And I may have just been swayed by by yeah by Tom's Twitter comment on this. Like, because that, that, that ends up being the same as his, but like, I think I read that and then was like trying to piece together what that could be. Yeah. And I think it is that thing that it is not as clear cut. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, 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 yeah, there's conversation on, on Twitter. Like when I put the post out about it, uh, like Mark Searby got, got in touch and kind of said like, like Kendall is definitely not a Michael Corleone. And it's like, Hey, the people of Twitter may disagree with you. There are so many fan cams of footage of Kendall and Michael Corleone, like stitched together with weirdly uh, Redbone by uh, <laughs> Childish Gambino over the top of it. But <laughs> yeah, he's right. I don't think it's clear cut that there is a no. It's not Kendall like there's like, Michael. But no, for the for the sake of this exercise, we've got to we've got to yeah. nail down someone for someone. Nail it down, and I think you've swayed me that maybe it makes more sense that Kendall is sunny because you are right in the sense that they may not be. Yeah, they do have that air of. Uh, you could do anything now, which is what I think. Because there's a moment with so Kendall when he's gonna do the um the talk, the press conference, right? The, the press conference, and they're all watching, and they're thinking, "Oh shit, he's gonna he's gonna freestyle it." And there is definitely an air of, "What the fuck is he gonna do?" Well, Which he, is he does that a couple of times, right? Volatile. Mm. He does. He yeah. He does the speech at the 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 the, the funeral. Just kind of freestyles that. He does the living plus one, but then he the does living plus one. Is it? He does that one, at like, um, about Logan, where they think he's going on TV to kind of talk about the the cruises scandal, and, I mean, and then just fucking like turns the knife in on Logan. I mean that, yeah. I mean, he's a loose yeah, fucking cannon, way, baby. He's a, he is an absolute cannon, absolutely a loose cannon. I mean, there's nothing. 
there's nothing more loose cannon than doing a rap after your dad. Uh, I think he's sunny and he. I think, yeah. I think so. So let, let's. I think. Let's let's read this back, and then then we can we <laughs> we can yeah, either think, uh-huh. go into the night upset or 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 <laughs> so. We've got Vito Corleone as Logan Roy. We have Connie Corleone as Connor Roy. We have Tessio as Jerry. We have Frank and Carl. And one thing I didn't even think about is the fact that they can be separate characters. One of them can be Clemenza and the other one can be Pantangeli, the character we get in part two who is basically the fill-in for Clemenza because the actor didn't come back for it. So they just created a new character. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're Clemenza and Pantangeli. We have Tom Hagen. We have Tom Wamsgans. We, 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 we've got Roman Roy as Fredo. We have Sonny Corleone with Kendall Roy. And then we have Michael Corleone with Shiv Roy. How do you feel about Shiv that? Roy? Like I said, um, I think I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with Shiv Michael and I was talked round like the Kendall Sunny thing. So, yeah, I, I, I'm reasonably happy with that. I, I, I don't think, I think some people may not be. Yeah, but, but I think there's a clear. They're not here. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, but I think there's a clear. But I, they they haven't listened to this yet, and the the arguments for it. But I think on Twitter, I think there was a clear Michael Endor. That was the story. But as we've seen, that's not the case. But like you think, who like? Yeah, there is there are similarities between kind of Kendall's and and even Michael Corleone's by the end of part three, where he is literally alone. He is everyone in his life is gone, apart from him. But just like who ends up closest to power in this is is Shiv. Do you know what I mean? If we're yeah. kind of like just taking those first two films to 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 account and like. She's like she's like K Corley she's like K Corleone and Michael in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? She's kind of the like And I suppose in a in a in a way, I mean, Shiv's lost. Shiv's pretty lonely. Shiv is I mean she's not standing out there looking at the ocean like Michael. Um, like Kendall, but she has essentially lost everything, and because she's she's but her brother's over in the ballroom, not so much Roman, but I think Roman is Roman. But Kendall, Tom, that the hand on the hand is very loaded. There's you could argue that they. 
they're just going to go through the motions now. So she's just as lonely as she ever was. Have, have, have you heard the stage direction that was in the script for that handhold? No. It's it's beautiful. And it's those, that thing of like, you like it, it's, it's making me want to buy those books that are coming out of like the, the, yeah. the full script. It says two bombs like quietly being transported. Oh, do you know what I mean? Nice. Like, that is like, yeah, yeah. and there's echoes, and I see it behind you. You've got a poster of the graduate. There's echoes of the kind of end I of have. the graduate, like in in that moment yeah, yeah. between Tom and Shiv, right? Like, and I think, mm. I think Mark Mylod has said as much. Like, there's that thing of like, oh, like they've got what they wanted almost, but like there's an air of like, oh fuck, like what, what now? Yeah. What now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she is essentially alone, without being alone, but she still isolated herself in the sense that, like, she's fucked everyone over, and she may have Tom of sorts, but at what cost? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the whole thing, right? Is and I think. I'm, I think this whole exercise, for one, I'm gonna I'm, like if it wasn't clear from the beginning of this, I just wanted a clear excuse to, to jump on a Zoom call, chat to my chat to my best pal about <laughs> about all things Succession, and just succession, find, yeah. find a way to, to 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 crowbar it into to, to to what I cover here on this podcast. But I think I think we've I think we've managed it right. I think it's worked successfully. I think it's at my, I, I've, I'm amazed by what's been said. I think we've discovered more than we thought. Yeah, that is the thing. We kind of, and I think we just talked yeah. ourselves round to things. Going, oh, I guess that's, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. I guess, I guess that, that's a thing. So yeah, so um, come for, come for us on on all the socials so you yeah you can find me on all the socials so that is twitter instagram facebook letterbox and tiktok all at caged in pod where can the good people find you will i'm on twitter at will chich while twitter's still a thing and i'm on instagram at bill chich Amazing. Well, yeah, thank you so much for coming and joining me for this conversation. What are like some of your parting words on, on succession, seeing as yeah, this may be the last time no, this is the last time we'll ever get to talk about it kind of on a podcast, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you've watched succession. If you haven't, you need to. It's phenomenal. But I, I think the performances will stand the test of time, but I think in particular, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that when those books come out and the scripts are not available, I think they will be gold standard for TV writing because the writing is absolutely unreal. And I think I think the themes of this show are kind of timeless. The fact that we can go like, draw it back to something that's fifty like one years old. Do you know what I mean like uh, like forty eight yeah forty nine years old respectively, 
the, the fact that like the, the, those those themes in The Godfather are timeless, and the themes in Succession are like do you know I mean? even though there are there are yeah, elements I mean, of Succession that kind of draw upon stuff that is happening now. I don't. I, I think they kind of obstacate it a little uh, enough to kind of it, it. It will be timeless. There will be crooked politicians, absolutely and media moguls. Is it managed exactly the same? It managed to be incredibly relevant because it's the, the political thing, especially in season four. It was in frighteningly relevant, but also family dynamics and those power struggles within families, whether it's as you say, mafia or um, media moguls or simply just families running a convenience store, whatever, those power dynamics and the struggles and the loyalties and those, the friend, the favourites, the the ones who are overlooked, they're always going to be the same. So in, in that sense, it is timeless. And as you say, the media will always be dicks <laughs> and politics will be bullshit. Yeah. So that's not going to change. Well, and I think with both of them as well, they both draw upon something that is like ancient to some degree, especially like now, in that they're clearly both borrowing from Shakespeare and Greek tragedy. Do you know what I mean? And those yeah. kind of archetypes are will forever be archetypes throughout storytelling. And I think I think they're both amazing bodies of work in their own rights. And I, I, I love the fact that they kind of whisper to each other like throughout the like through this kind of yeah, throughout the times and they the fact that I don't know, like yeah, I, I, in I years, don't think it would be yeah, I just don't think it'd be a stretch to say that in so when the Godfather came out, it was described as you know Greek like a Greek tragedy, Shakespeare, and now Succession we've got it's very Godfathery. So in twenty years' time, when the next big family saga comes out, it'll be going. Oh, there'll be someone saying, "Oh, how much is it like Succession?" Yeah, because it is. It is. It is very secular. I mean, they all come from something. But I think Succession has got that level, the same as The Godfather. So, you know, I'm not saying. But it is down the line. You can see the through line. Greek tragedy, Shakespeare, The Godfather, Succession, and then the next thing that will come along, which will be compared to all four. It is that good, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Will, thanks for coming and making some Coppola connections with me. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode of the podcast, please be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this right now. As ever, I've been Petros Patsalewis, your guide through the crazy world of the Coppola and Roy family trees. Till next time, keep it caged in, and I'll catch you later. 
Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.